I was 23 years old when I met her. Her name was Rosemary and she was a prostitute. She had been arrested so many times that it was hard for me to believe that there were any records left at all. It seems like every time I looked, the cops must have cleaned everything up or something. But there was still a, bu a lot of busts on record. What made Rosemary unusual was that she did not look like your typical hooker. Most people thought she was homeless, even though she didn't seem to be. She never wore dirty clothes or stepped outside. That's why she could get away with asking random strangers for money or food. Most people who saw her assumed she need, just needed some spare change, which they would give her without any question. Rosemary was short and thin. She had a round face with a wide nose and large black eyes. Her lips were full, but slightly chapped from the cold. Her hair was long and curly and she kept it tied back in a ponytail. Her skin was pale, but healthy looking, and her teeth were very white. She had a mole on her right cheek and freckles across both cheeks. She was so beautiful. Whenever we would pass by someone on the street who asked how she was doing, she would smile warmingly, greet them by name, and ask how their family and friends are. When she talked, she sounded shy, almost unsure of her sometimes. And yet, she always managed to make people feel at ease. Most prostitutes aren't like that, as far as I've seen. The first time I went out with Rosemary, I felt awkward and uncomfortable, like I was with my grandma. Even though Rosemary said she liked jungle men, I knew that if I tried anything, she'd kick me out. So instead, I listened to Rosemary talk about her life and what she used to do before she got into this line of work. Rosemary told me she grew up in Ohio. Her parents divorced when she was little and her mother moved with her new husband. Her father stayed behind in Ohio and raised Rosemary and her sister. Her dad was a mechanic. He worked at a car dealership, fixing cars that came in for repairs. One day, he brought home a van that had been in an accident, and Rosemary decided to take it apart and see how things worked. She wanted to know what made a car go. After that, she started taking apart bicycles, washing machines, power tools, you name it. Anything mechanical. She figured out how it worked. This was before computers became popular, so she had to learn how to read schematics, but she picked it up quickly, and soon she could fix almost anything. Rosemary was good at math too, and she loved school. She was bright, and she seemed like she had a knack for learning. It's easier than you think. Once you understand the basics, it's just a matter of applying logic. People in her neighborhood noticed and admired her intelligence. She was always invited to birthday parties where they had to study for tests, but she hated studying. So Rosemary quit going to those parties. Instead, she spent more time helping out her father, and when she wasn't doing that, she was reading books from the public library. 
Reading is important. If you don't read, you'll end up living in your head all day, and people will forget about you. You want to be remembered, right? Well then, you need to keep yourself alive. When she was 13, her mother got remarried. Rosemary found out she was pregnant with a boy. Her mom was furious and Rosemary's stepfather treated her poorly. Rosemary realized she needed to leave Ohio. She saved up enough money to move to New York City, where she knew the streets were dangerous, but she knew no better. She hoped that moving to a big city would bring her opportunities, but it didn't. She couldn't get a job because she didn't have a high school diploma. No one would rent her an apartment because she had no references. She lived with a roommate for a while, but they were less than ideal. Some of them stole from her. Others beat her up by force to do sexual favors in exchange for food and shelter. Finally, she met a man who was kind to her. He was a musician. Rosemary gave him all the money he, she earned working as a waitress at a diner, and he brought her an acoustic guitar. She used, she used to play all the time, just sitting on the stoop outside her building. Sometimes the neighbor complained to her landlord and she, he kicked her out, but eventually she found other places to live. Rosemary's son was born when she, had, she, when she was 17. She, she named him Andrew. His father died when he was three months old. Rosemary moved around a lot after that, trying to find a place to settle down and raise his son. She ended up in Washington, D.C. She got her job as a maid at a hotel. She had to clean rooms and bathrooms, and she had to wear a uniform. She liked it better than the job she had done before. She felt respected, and she was work, working for a hotel. One night, a man came to the lobby and sat down at the front desk. Rosemary was cleaning the room door, next room door, but she stopped when she, what she was doing when she listened. The man was tall and handsome, with dark hair and a big smile. He introduced himself as Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith had business in the area and he needed a room to stay in. Rosemary told him she would have to call the man manager. No need, the man said. I'm staying here. He handed Rosemary a credit card. Rosemary took it and ran the card to the machine. She swiped it, signed for it, and handed it back to him. Thank you, he answered. You have a good evening now. Rosemary walked over to the phone and called the manager. Yes, he answered. I'm sorry to bother you. We have a guest here who checked in using a credit card, but he hasn't paid me yet. Is there a problem with that? Oh yes, that's fine. Just hold on a minute. Rosemary waited by the phone, afraid the man might come back again, but he didn't. Instead, he heard the manager talking to Mr. Smith. Sir, I'm sorry the man said. This is my fault. This employee has been stealing from me for years. Please accept our apologies and let us buy you dinner tonight as a way of saying thank you. That won't be necessary. There's no way, there's no need to pay me back. I'll gladly cover your meal. Rosemary smiled. She thought the man was handsome. Okay then, sir, the manager said. Your room is ready when you're ready to check in. Rosemary hung up the phone and rejoined her boss. Here's your credit card, sir. Please write up the paperwork for his room. 
Mr. Smith thanked her and left. Rosemary walked next door to the room and knocked on the door. A man opened the door, and Rosemary walked inside. She did her cleaning and returned the man's room key to him later. Is there anything else you need? Just the bill, he said. Rosemary rolled up the receipt and gave it to him. Then she followed him to the elevator. As he stepped onto the lift, Rosemary took a deep breath. She was nervous but excited to see him again. They had talked on the phone several times since they met at the hotel. He called her every night after dinner. Rosemary liked to imagine what, she, what he looked like. Every time she thought about it, she would imagine him with thick brown hair and blue eyes. She pictured him smiling and laughing, even though she never heard him laugh over the phone. One day, Mr. Smith asked her out to dinner. He picked her up at a hotel, and they drove to a fancy restaurant downtown. Once they were seated, the waiter brought them drinks. As Rosemary sipped hers, she stared at Mr. Smith. She couldn't believe he was real. Do you like your job? He said. I love it. Being a maid makes me happy. I get to work with people all day, and I get to meet nice people. And who's the best person you've ever met? He asked. Well, I guess it's you. A few weeks later, Mr. Smith asked Rosemary to move in with him. She agreed. Would you like to be my girlfriend? He asked. Rosemary nodded and smiled. I'd like that very much. Do you want to be my boyfriend? Yes, he said. Rosemary kissed him, and they made love that night. They continued seeing each other regularly until one day Mrs. Smith asked her to marry him. She said yes. Over the next few years, Rosemary and Mrs. Smith moved place to place. They lived in apartments and hotels, and they traveled all over the country. Everywhere they went, Rosemary found work as a maid. Whenever she would, whenever she could, she volunteered at hospitals and nursing homes. I want to help people. If I can make someone else happy, then everything I do is worth it. Rosemary never had any children of her home with Mr. Smith. She regretted that, but she was happy. She and Mrs. Smith had a great relationship, and he treated her well. She was grateful for that. Eventually, Mrs. Smith began to grow sick. He had cancer. His doctor told him he only had a few months to live. Rosemary stayed by his side through the whole ordeal. Do you have any regrets? He asked. Rosemary shook her head. None at all. Everything I've done in my life has been worth it. It's been amazing. Mrs. Smith held her hand. I'm glad you're my wife, he said. I know we haven't been married long, but I already love you so much. Rosemary smiled. Mrs. Smith passed away the following week. He was buried in Arlington National Cemetery. Rosemary cried and she missed him terribly for many years after that. But as time passed, she began to feel better.